Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Yeah, probably, because I did tip off uh, Channel 5 News that we were putting this, doing this podcast, so I think it's probably one of their top stories. They're going to want to probably an aerial shot of yeah, what's I, happening here. I would want to lead the news with it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to Suns Out, Mike's Out, a Cobras and Fire podcast brought to you by the Pantheon Podcast Network and the only show sticking it where the sun does shine. Well, I'm on live on set of the uh, SIP TV studios here. This is like where, where all the magic happens, right? Yeah, definitely. This is ground zero right here. Uh, history. This is a You're sitting in history, I guess. Future history? Maybe. Well, it's documented officially yeah. uh, in the Star Tribune, so. It's true. Uh, I'm going to crack another Coors Light here. I'd, it's been a long day, bud. It's hard not to crack a Coors Light at the garage bar. It's kind of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well I, I'm actually going to let you elaborate on that, but I want to introduce you first. Uh, welcome back to the program, Bud Berge. Uh, um, of course, the creator of SIP TV. We had you on, I don't know, mid-pandemic. Uh, just before uh, Thanksgiving, when you were kind of, I think you're getting ready to release season two of of SIP, Sip TV. But um, so yeah, we're actually in your backyard, in, outside your garage, uh, the the bar garage, garage bar, garage is, is bar. The, that's the way I. I mean, I'm not going to scold anybody. Okay, it's I open to interpretation, but uh, I, garage bar is how you'll hear me talk about it. Okay, that's. I just want to get it right. So yeah, why don't? Um, because a lot of our listeners don't live in Minneapolis or or the Twin Cities metro area here. Actually, hopefully. They don't, anyway. Uh, describe your whole layout here. I mean, the people at home can watch the video a little bit, but um, uh, on YouTube, I should say, but everybody's somewhere. But, yeah, for the audio people, uh, what do we got going on here? It's, it's a nice day, too. Yeah, we're kind of right in the heart of the Twin Cities uh, in Uptown area. That's kind of near uh, where a lot of events happen, transpired mm. in 2020, uh, including some kind of variety type things but uh, yeah actually not too far right not not far away uh, that's <laughs> that's one memory i have is uh, and, and for jesus chrysler fans shags used to live on 28th and lindell oh but, real close yeah not yeah, too lindell far this way but 28th right there yeah oh yeah okay i'm turned around yeah so we're kind of right now oh, right yeah lindell's back yeah. yep uh, i love this neighborhood i think it's uh you know it's got a, it's super diverse there's a lot going for it uh, everything's walkable uh, there's a lot of action <laughs> including helicopters uh, above us <laughs> right now but uh, anyways, I've been here for about eight years with my wife, uh, Sally, and we, uh, we bought an old kind of uh, bungalow-type house, and it uh, had a not-quite-adequate garage when we bought it, so I took it upon myself to build a garage, hence uh, 
the garage bar was eventually born. So yeah, you kind of gave me the layout. Like you basically, you've kept it. Shoppers back. Yeah, they're, hey, they're back. Right, right on, on time. Cue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome to Sun's Out, Mike's Out. Yeah. It's the only show that's rain or shine. We're outside right now, people. Uh, but it's a beautiful day today. But yeah, get, getting back to the garage. You uh, gave me a little tour. I got to see it. Yeah, this you've made it a full functioning garage with also being able to turn it into basically your own party room that you could rent out to neighborhood citizens. Yeah, that was kind of the concept. Uh, we have a nice yard to sit in and uh, a detached garage, like I said, and it's a two-car garage. But we got tired of just staring at it, uh, and so we thought we'd, <laughs> we'd uh, cut a hole into it, basically, and utilize it for entertaining, stuff like that. And then now it's become kind of the hero piece of the whole yard, I would say. All right. And you turned into a bit of a local celebrity with uh, you had a, a front page article. Well, not front page of the uh, uh, what section? Uh, the, 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 the home section, home yeah, section. In, the, in the Star Tribune. And so that came about because I, uh, you know, I'd been reading the Star Tribune home section. I used to do some remodel work, so I like to check in and see what you know people are working on. And I noticed there's a lot of projects that were kind of out of people's reach. It was a two hundred thousand dollar remodel that X brand architect built, and I thought. Those weren't very good, relevant COVID stories. I thought I wanted uh, there should be more DIY stuff and kind of uh, homeowners op mm. optimizing their own uh, spaces from garage bars to work from home office to that weird room they've they've been too busy to deal with, but now they can kind of study it and think about how to use it better. So uh, I was hoping that was my intent was to kind of hey strib like. Do some more kind of DIY uh, blue collar uh, renovation stories, not so much grand, you know, hoity toity, huge remodels that are, like I said, is out of reach of a lot of people. So. Right, no, and uh, well, I, you know, I've known you a long time, and actually we'll get into the, to our origin story here shortly. Uh, to get a little more background, because I know people are just clamoring to know how we met. Um, uh, but, yeah, you've always, I mean, for a long time you were flipping houses. you you got a, a, quite a bit of experience at this, so. Yeah, mostly in Minneapolis and St. Paul. I've, I'm used to older homes, you know, things pre pre 1950. So that's you know, home I got here is from 1914. So I'm used to kind of dealing with the ways and that they built back then and how they laid things out. So, mm. uh, you know, I kind of gladly accepted the challenge of of making this house uh, is modernized without losing its its character and the essence of what it is. You know. Now, I, I'd have to come clean with you here pretty quick. I kind of have you here on the show under false pretenses. Um, uh, this is actually not a, a side cast called Sun's Out, Mike's Out. This is actually an audition to, uh, I'm looking for a co-host for my new KISS podcast. And so this is your opportunity, you know. Um, it's called I Love It Loud, but not during dinner. Um, so, uh, <laughs> favorite KISS memory, go. Kiss memory, boy. I think. <laughs> Have you ever even seen them live? I, I think probably my favorite kiss memory is walking into your kiss room in your house and just uh, seeing how big of a super fan you were. And that uh, I think you had a pinball machine downstairs. Yeah. And I think uh, you probably brought more attention to kiss to me than I ever had in my whole life. <laughs> And uh, I, you I'm know, so, I am sorry about I have, that. No, I have an appreciation for him for what they were uh, now that I probably otherwise would have just never, uh, you know, gone back to notice. So I, I can thank you for it. So I could be your, I could be your little. I don't know how that works with me being your little sidekick, but you know, I mean, I like the term co-host better than sidekick. Co-host, uh, uh, yeah. 
Well, I, going to the Kiss Room, are you aware that my Kiss Room no longer exists as yeah, of, like, I, February? Okay. Yep, I saw it. But I think you did a good job of kind of uh, reinventing it. Yeah, repurposing it, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, and it's not, I don't think it's Not exactly building a garage bar, but, right. uh, I mean, a little more, it was it was paint and furniture. Right. And, and removing things, so. Yeah. yeah but, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> but you never have actually seen Kiss Live, right? Never seen Kiss Live, right. nope. Um, well, we, I mentioned that we were talking um, to you last time. Was I, did, a- I did see uh, Gene Simmons say, let's play hockey, and the Vegas Wild, uh, he dropped the puck in the, mm. the playoff game there. But Well, here can be our first fun fact for uh, I Love It Loud, Just Not During Dinner. Uh, it, it, is that true? Fun fact? Gene Simmons had no idea what sport he was at. I yeah. believe it. Yeah, and also, uh, and also, he returned the jersey they gave him to the gift store for uh, store credit, and then sold that on one of those gift card exchanges. I like to think he just did his thing <laughs> and then just turned and walked straight out of the arena and just never turned yeah. around again. But uh, actually, no, like, he well, he was with the drummer of Kiss, so what he did is he turned to him and said, "I'm going to the bathroom," and then left. Got it. It never came back. That's a good move. <laughs> uh, I will say one of my first Gene Simmons memories is seeing him in the. I used to love the comic Bloom County. Mm. It's kind of a Dunes very ripoff um and uh i love that i love that comic because one of my uh i do a lot of drawing and cartooning and i i kind of i was really into that and i remember gene simmons would make these random cameos in there and i i assume uh berkeley breath or whatever his name is yeah i think he kind of had little tongue-in-cheek nods to nods to kiss every so often in that comic bill the cat even I think he had him in a fictitious rock yeah. band that was kind of based off a of kiss. Had the tongue hanging out all the time, stuff like that. So the um, the few Kiss fans that have hung in after those cheap shots I threw out there, uh, they have, are probably very familiar with that that strip. I've seen that myself. Yeah, and I, I think I, I was in love with that and didn't understand what he was kind of nodding <laughs> to in the moment, but now I do, and it's like, oh, that's genius. Yeah, I spun dude, genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go, Gene buddy. Hyphen. Um, <laughs> so, what do you know what news it is? Uh, you know, whenever I see a news helicopter, I always think it's just Eyewitness 5, and I don't know yeah. why, what I'm basing that on. the one of. you watch the most? Nope, I just oh. have it in my head. I feel like it just it pops in there. For, actually, I never watch it. All right. Uh, well. I'm more of an 11 guy, but I, I kind of just stopped watching the news because it's pretty depressing, so I just kind of... Well, you, have, get, you get to like the characters. I, I get that. There's kind of there's the news. And I then, get to hate them. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, you get to hate yeah. them, but that's something you know you don't get from just googling an article. You get you yeah. get at least personality. But now there's kind of a summer thing topical to Minnesotans, right? Is that the weather report? Yeah. Um, yep. and, and I have long pined for like the weathermen to be like it should just be a scrolling graphic at this point along the bottom. Right. These are the highs and low temperatures and a little picture like rain, sun, cloudy. That's all you need. Exactly. You do not, people at home, watch the weather, and and when you do, pay attention to what they're actually doing. They do two segments. Almost one-third of the entire news is weather, and over half of that is ex- explaining what already happened. They And they always tease you with the forecast, and then before they get to the forecast, they explain the science behind it. Like, we all give a shit, and apparently we do because it's a ratings winner. Yep. But I... I well, I, think, I think the news thrives off of two things, like people getting killed mm-hmm. and the weather. And they know they can't talk about people getting killed all the time, so they try <laughs> to fill it with a lot of weather. And they also realize they're up against people just looking at their app on their phone. So they try to spin it as if, but yeah, but they know more about the weather than your app does. They can give you more. They can give you oh, I didn't the, think the about visuals that. and the graphics and the whatever. So 
that's just I think how they think they're spinning it, but I'm not I'm not buying it. My hatred for Weatherman goes on so before apps, before smartphones. Uh, I mean, Dave Dahl, I'm glad you retired. You are garbage. Uh, I I actually think you know you know how like they have those like kind of bikini car washes or like fundraiser kind of things. There should be like in every you know TV market a one-day car wash where everybody gets their car washed for free by the local weatherman. And, 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 yeah, but you, put a you, little ante behind it. And huh? look, if, yeah. if, if they weren't so smug when they got it right, I wouldn't yeah. care when they got it wrong. But boy, and they never beam harder when the weather is going to be horse shit. Yeah, they I mean, run it's like a tornado might tear your, tear your house down tomorrow. You yep. better get in the basement. It's like, oh, oh boy. That blizzard didn't pan out exactly how we said it was going to, but anyway. And here's why. Just, yeah. And it's not our fault. You know, So you understand, but but like, man, if they predict ten inches of rain and we get twelve, they're like, "I got told you, you, you gotta, you know." It's just, ah, Jesus. Weathermen are the worst human beings on the planet. Um, the worst people. <laughs> Meteorologists. I'm sorry. Now, is is a meteorologist somebody who actually does work, and a weatherman is a guy who stands in front of the green screen? Not quite sure. Like, mm. Actually, now that we're talking about it, I want to maybe I want to try out for for a job to be a weatherman. <laughs> Sounds kind of fun. Any idiot can do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're making the bar seem really low. So maybe I'll yeah maybe I'll hit up LinkedIn. You want an accurate weather report? What you got to do is these odds makers in Vegas can put them in charge. Of weather reports. Can you turn and point at these numbers? Yes. Good. Uh, <laughs> say the word high front, low front, and barometric <laughs> pressure. Do you know what a Calcutta clipper is? It doesn't matter as long as you can pronounce it. Follow these arrows. Yeah. You're a warm front coming in down here. Oh, my God. I well, could do I could do weather reports from the garage bar daily, maybe. Like a, you know, I know, would actually tune in for kind those. Of a blue collar version of that, maybe. maybe no miss. Yeah, <laughs> I just listen to the real news and then I'd repeat it, but at the garage bar, and you get a far better experience for me. Oh probably. man, uh, there was a uh, movie called L.A. Story with Steve Martin. You ever seen it? He's like a weatherman, but he's no, like I don't a, think I have. It's like a children's weatherman. Like he's like goofy. Anyway, like because it's in California, he like wanted to leave for a four day weekend and. uh so he pre-recorded his forecast and he ended up losing his job because it was wrong. <laughs> but I know uh, David Lynch is doing, I don't know if he still does it. He was doing just uh, kind of every day he'd wake up and talk about the weather kind of with no point of reference <laughs> in, uh, in his L.A. or wherever he is. It's kind of funny. All right. Well, last time you were on, we were, we were like I said, setting up for season. But it was like around late October, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, and we were really, as it turns out, in the basically halfway through a lockdown, right? Uh, today was my, like, now, the, the St. Paul and Minneapolis both this week lifted the, the mask mandates. That was the last mandates in the state, to my knowledge. The state mandate lifted when the CDC said no more. I think it was May 27th or 28th, something like that. So it's been a few days. Um, so, But today was the first day at my job I didn't have to wear a mask. And it was a little weird, man. You know, and it got me thinking a little bit about, like, how much has happened the last year? Just behavior-wise, you know, and that, like, like I said, your whole show, SIP TV, was based around the SIP shelter in place. But like, I mean, even going to like, I went to a grocery store without a mask for the first time a couple of days ago, and it was a little unsettling. Yeah, I kind of walk in. I walk in now with it in my hand, and I kind of hold it up and like, you know, yeah. so I put this on, yeah. see if people want me to. But uh, yeah, no crazy, uh, crazy last year, year and a half. Um, yeah, that definitely. Uh, did give me a lot happened. I had, I had my, de- my dad passed away, not mm-hmm. from COVID, but during that time. And my brother came back. That's right. And, that, and uh, we were hanging out at the and, garage and just, bar. I like that a little uh, level to that because 
This was still because I, I I was able to go to a funeral I think in November, and but when your dad passed, it was very early on. Yep. That had to be a lot to take on as far as that. And then we don't get too serious in the show, but it's okay to be honest. Yeah, you know? no, well, it, it, it's a segue into, into SIP, so I, it's worthy to, to talk through. So, um, yeah, he, he uh, died in a nursing home kind of on the early end of it, but still uh, not a lot of funerals were happening, um, let alone people, you know, kind of get friends and relatives gathering for wakes, stuff like that. So the garage bar wound up being the perfect... Um, spot to host his wake uh we were able to spread oh, wow. out in the yard um had the garage open you know we didn't have a jam jam packed um but we had enough people here and so uh another win for the garage bar and uh, <laughs> and my brother was back he lives out on the west coast and he was here and we were up late one night drinking tequila like we usually do when we're together and uh he kept staring at the garage and he's like you need to you need to do. You need to operate some sort of a show or a telecast or something needs to be happening out of this out of this garage bar. Um, then my wife had been riffing. Uh, she'd been. She she's a musician. She'd been um, experimenting with some chords and some riffs, and she came up with this idea of uh, shelter in place. Shelter in place. Stand back. Get out of my face. And she kept <laughs> she kept rocking away and playing that. Uh, and so, kind of emerging those two things. Uh, my brother's idea of a, of, of a show of some sort, and then my wife's uh, uh, song, uh, Shelter in Place Television, was born. So S-I-P-T-V, that's what that stands for. Sally, a multi-instrumentalist. And your wife, Sally, she sings the theme multi-instrumentalist. Yep, and she, uh, she sings the theme song. So I end each episode with that song that inspired the show. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like a family yeah. affair. So. Yeah. Um, and where are we at now? Shelter in place. Now the lockdown has been lifted. Is uh, so Bud's the guy in the garage, and Gee's the guy that comes. That that's his like uh, I don't know alter ego that gets to travel around. Is Bud getting out of the garage now, or is he he's he too paranoid? He's moving out into the yard. He's kind of you know uh, one dipping his toe in the water. Uh, he's not going too far, but uh, he feels a little more oh, free yeah. and untethered to his uh, stool that he usually you can find him at. Uh, but I'll point out real quick. Before that show, that idea got flushed out. I thought about kind of having this a COVID shelter-in-place television, almost reporting on interviewing people who whose businesses people were sheltering mm. in place, and I wanted it to be a na- neighborhood news kind of show. And yeah. like, hey, how is this affecting you? And, and more, more kind of serious, but um, but again, blue collar and just kind of you know real raw. But then it turned into this uh, kind of bizarre, more sitcom, sketch comedy type thing that it became. So, you're a lot of fun. But yeah, no, uh, it is a lot of fun. I kind of, I'm kind of sad, I guess, now that it's lifted because that, that gave me purpose for the show. Uh, <laughs> was that Bud was sheltered in place at his garage bar, couldn't leave, but his alter ego Guy Lowenbrow could, and that's where all of the uh, adventure happened. Was was Guy coming back and telling Bud about? his adventures in the outside world. So, uh, but I do have some ideas, you know, to take it beyond sheltering in place. Um, I feel like the garage bar is kind of the anchor of the show. So we'll try to keep it incorporated and somehow, but, um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
avenues to take it. Yeah, I was going to say, in many ways, it could be more freeing. I mean, they had Lost on TV for six years. Exactly. And they just made it up for four or five of them, they said. Yeah, and maybe you can shelter in place again in a different location or in different yeah. circumstances. Or a different knows? cycle. Maybe, yeah. like, the whole thing with somebody else's psyche. Maybe, maybe Guy could shelter in place. Bud's allowed to just roam around, you know. Maybe yeah. Guy's in Thunder Bay, Canada, sheltered in place somewhere. Camp Hackner. Here, here's my pitch. Uh, the whole thing was like uh, somebody else's uh, memory. It was all like their alter ego was two people doing this, and it was none of it was yeah, real. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's like, like one of those Russian dolls you keep kind of oh, peeling, peeling yeah. back and going in, <laughs> in and in, kind of like Inception-ish almost. Uh, before we get too deep into this, I do think our origin story, because people are, are who have listened to the show are familiar with me, but maybe less familiar with you, I should say. You were on as a guest, but... Um, I thought it'd be. F- I already know kind of where, where, how I would describe it, but I was like, you know what? I've never. How would you describe? I mean, basically, I my let me set you up this way. My life, I kind of look at it at this point. You know, it's almost two equal halves. It was where I, you know, lived in southern Minnesota and then living in the Twin Cities. Uh, and you are among my oldest friends uh, since I've been up here. I think we met in '97, so we're going on 25 years. So, how would you describe? I mean, like, how would you say her origin was? Uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, through mutual friend. Uh, uh, we can call him on Andy Hechtel. Yeah, yeah Andy Hechtel. Uh, he kind of looks like Joe DiMaggio, but um, <laughs> old whiskey, whiskey bones, we call him. Yeah, uh, whiskey does. No, I think it's like one of those things. You get to the city, right, and you gravitate towards fellow creatives mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing. Um, so I know you were busy running around. You've got a lot of great ideas, and uh, I love throwing stuff at the wall and um, – I got into, I was kind of into probably more comics and animation at the time, and you were into more music. Yeah. And, um, but there's always, you know, creatives find creatives and kind of thrive off of each other's energy. So I think we teamed up on a couple projects. Maybe yeah, you, you did uh, two music videos for Jesus Chrysler. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've done some voiceover stuff that still hasn't seen the light of day. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> oh, you're Exper- busy. Experimental. Yeah, well, right. No, yeah. I mean, well, it's all part of the process. A lot of my like biggest memories are conversations, and a lot of times it's it's more the abstract part of it. Like, um, like, well, first of all, I think we covered it last time around. We both have pretty booming voices, especially when we drink. That's true. Um, and uh, but I remember we we talked about getting kicked out of <laughs> a music hosting live a venue hosting live music for talking too loud. Um, I don't know that that can ever be top. Yeah. But no, I remember the, the the first year I moved into my house, I hosted the fantasy football uh, draft. I think it was your last and my second to last year of doing fantasy football. Um, uh, but uh, we, the cops showed up because right. it was you, me, and Hector <laughs> at like 10.30 at night. And like one of my new neighbors are like, we were just too loud and there was no music going on. So it was just the two of us. Yeah, as we sit here right uh, now between two neighbors, I wonder how our voices yeah, are well, echoing we're, around, we're early but... enough and we're going to wrap up. Uh, we're also yep. older and wiser now to go. That's true. Like I think we're more uh, self-aware. Like We like to think we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I have always, I 100% agree. It was more of the creative angle. It's like always kind of spitballing. I, that would, most of our conversations weren't really about accomplishing anything. It was more about like just exchanging ideas and, and stuff. So, but yeah, occasionally we actually got together and got something done. Yeah. <laughs> and like this project right here. Yeah, well, yeah, they add this to the list. Yeah, I, I'm aware of what it's like to watch sports with me, but the thing is that we have a lot of uh, mutual friends 
that watching sports is not that different, you know, from 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 us. But when we when when like maybe like your wife Sally or my wife Amy, when they come into the family, it's like we need to have a conversation. You know, I don't know if you did. I literally I like I met Amy's mom on week one of uh, the NFL season. The Vikings were playing the Packers, and she didn't have cable TV. And I'm like. All right, well, now it's time to have the talk. Uh, <laughs> you, by the way, I will say this. You're the one person that I'm like, okay, I know it's really hard to watch sports with me if you're not in the elk. You take it to a new level. Now, ha- ha- does your wife, I assume your wife knows. Uh, yeah, you know. You're basically you, down to hockey, I think, now for yeah, the most part. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of have uh, picked my battles because you're right. I do get too worked up. I get emotional. Um it's like I think too, I think too much into it or something like that. Uh, everything might be a conspiracy, you know, that kind of angle. Uh, but I do get, uh, yeah, I'll do another one. Um, I'm down to hockey now. I couldn't handle football anymore. I, ju- I just got too angry at everybody, uh, basically because, you know, the Vikings kept losing. You know, living among, living among so many Packers fans, I think, you know, I'm in the state of Minnesota, and they're all here. I know. Telling me about how great it is where they came from. And I'm like, well, why aren't you where you came from then? Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> and so that paradox, I had enough of it. I couldn't handle it anymore. And they'd also be a Twins fan and a Wild fan. I'm like, no, no, you can't just pick and no, choose. You know, and, 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 you, yeah. and stop leaving to go to a new place and telling me about how great the place you left was. You're here now. So stop. So I had to kind of... I just chose to remove myself from that whole bubble. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If I go into hockey, I don't have to deal with anybody from Wisconsin. They don't have a hockey team. With Amy, it was um, um, it was it was a conversation about uh, don't invite family and stuff over for football games, things of that nature. You know, um, uh, for people who listen to our show, I did talk about a little bit. I, I, I used a Super Bowl party, but. Like when I watch the Vikings, I want to watch the Vikings. I don't care if other people want to talk if they're talking about the game, if they're talking to me about the game. But too many of these get-togethers with family and all these things—it's just like women standing in front of the TV yeah, or, yeah. or chirping in a different room. Can you turn the TV down? It's mm-hmm. like I just like don't know. This is right. This is sixteen weeks a year for sure. I get. Yeah. You yeah. Know, well, or sixteen the, days, I should that's say. That's the uh, thing with NFL, right? You only get X amount of games. It's not like right. hockey where you got eighty-eight to choose from, or yeah. baseball or hundred. I don't get <laughs> upset about hockey, <laughs> yeah. basketball, or baseball until playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but th- like in the football, it's just like if we don't win this one, there's a marginally ex- you know important process that's going to affect everything. Yeah. And, and then the bad calls, and then, man, you just touched on the Packer fans. Worst fans ever. Yeah, well, The and, worst fans ever. And I ever. just got a little burnt out on the whole spectacle of it, and, like, I'm sick of the robots. I'm sick of, like, 12 people mm. convening at halftime. I'm sick of – I just got sick of it. And you're watching more – you're not watching a lot of game. It's it, They've cut that game up so much to insert advertising and, in, in like, other agendas that it's taken away from what it is. And so – for me, uh, but anyways, that's why I, I, you know, I'm a hockey fan. I, I, I don't stay glued to my seat listening to it. I'm more passive. But um, hockey doesn't have a lot, doesn't make as much money as all those other sports. There's not as much advertising. It's it's just kind of, it's more enjoyable and therapeutic <laughs> <laughs> for me personally. But um, yeah, to each their own. But I, yeah, I just I would say uh, as I've got older, less emotional. 
I've had my moments. I know I vividly remember Gary Anderson missing that field goal. <laughs> uh, I do believe I possibly frisbee tossed a pizza box against the wall or threw something across the room. I don't remember what it was, but uh, you know, I like to think I've calmed down in, in my my elder years. Kick Who knows? Off. Maybe I'll be back. <laughs> Kick off to the final score for a Viking game only. This is this is the, not all football games. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, de- degenerate gambler. I, I I don't have action on everything. It's really not changed for me that much. But the one huge change is with there's about a five minute cool down period and that's it. Uh, but I remember there was times certain games could drag into another day. If not, just it definitely ruined that whole day. Yeah, we'll, right. We'll, we'll stuff after it. That doesn't happen anymore. It's like an emotional hangover, kind of. Yeah, and uh, I, I, and it was actually a friend of you. Remember my friend Al? You, uh, yep. He actually doesn't live too far from you here now. Um, it was. <laughs> this is the last football talk, unless you have more to say. Uh, but this is the last I'll share. We were driving home from a particularly brutal Viking loss, and and uh, uh, he went. This is when uh, Hectel, our mutual friend that that introduced us, uh, him and I had season tickets for a while, um, as you know. Uh, he Al, Al went with us, and he was kind enough to drive. Okay, so, which meant that Hectel and I, you know, basically like you know, ten minutes into the third quarter, we make sure we have four more beers to get through the four. You know, it, just yeah, load up. Just got plastered. Um, and the, we lost the game, and I bitched all the way to fucking Hectel's house, and he bitched at me. Like, we're bitching about the game, and I was just sitting there driving. And then we drop Hectel off, and I don't stop bitching. And we get to about just close to the Mall of America, and he's like, just lays into me. And he's like, would you, like, basically just saying, would you just shut the fuck up? Do you have any fucking idea what it's like to listen to you? That kind of shit, right? And I remember, like, I was mad. You know, I was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? I was like, and then when I got home, I was mad. And the next day, I was mad. And Al's a dick. And I think it took about a week before I'm like, I think you had a point. I think uh, <laughs> I had to come down from your heightened emotional state. Yeah, to be I might about need it. to. Uh, yeah. I mean, because then I'm like, let's forecast this for the rest of your life. Yeah, Baco. right. Every time um, there's a game, you have, yeah. right. And intense. not long after that, so I credit Al 100% for hey, awakening was, me yeah. to this. He had an intervention with you, basically. Ba- yeah, basically. You know. <laughs> yeah, sports intervention. Yeah, he didn't care that I was hammered. Yeah, right. No. Just he didn't care worried about your emotional you. health after the uh, you know game is over. So, yeah. that uh, I will say, my I, I you know, the last Vikings game I was at was the Diggs miracle catch, and so... Oh, you're I, such I, a dick. I'm kinda, you know, it's like you bail on football and you're at that game. I'm kind of like, I, you know, at least that was the last one I was at. It's a happy memory for me. Man, so many people I met through podcasting texted me or messaged me within 10 seconds of that game ending. And I got to tell you, that might have been one of the, like a bonus euphoria. It was like, wow, all these people that, don't, that we don't even talk about football. They're like, oh, Minnesota guy. Let's go message him. It's like we they were watching too, and it was like almost like right now I'm feeling like kind of good. I'm like I remember what it was like to get those. Like yeah, I remember I I was random uh, randomly hu- hugging random people, and I think the the woman behind me jumped up on my shoulders. I was like we were like running back and forth in the aisle. Just the craziness of that moment was pretty pretty special. Kind of rivaled the. Uh, 87 Twins uh, World Series Ooh. Game 7 I was at, but yeah. we won't need to get into God, that. You're such a dick. God, <laughs> this is like, well, I really don't like sports, but you know, two of the probably most memorable games of uh, uh, Minnesota history. <laughs> I've been at plenty of uh, wild losses, so that cancels it out. Yeah, I guess. Uh, boy, I do like the direction they're headed long term. but uh, And actually, you know what? 
but I don't think overall not a disappointing season, even even with losing no, in the first round. That's the most hopeful I've been since we've we've been a team. So I'm excited. I remember one of the announcers said something, and the and the, the, now, the, like I've already copped to like within seconds of a game ending being like not rational, but this was 100. I, I still stand by it. I, um, yeah, I looked at my wife. Because like we we lost the game and we got beat pretty badly in that last game, but it was I wasn't upset about losing the game. I knew it was going to happen probably ten minutes before it did. Um, and but the announcer said they looked at the crowd and like, don't tell me Las Vegas is not a hockey town. I looked at my wife and it was just vigor, and I'm like, I am I'm I'm not fucking pissed that we lost, but fuck that. That is fucking bullshit. There isn't. This is uh, why I fucking... I yeah. think you and I were actually on the same... Maybe you've changed, but I like hockey being niche. I don't think hockey should be played where wa- ice doesn't form naturally uh, yeah. you know, long enough for you to well, skate it's kinda, on it. Yeah, it's kind of retreated from, right? And some of those teams have kind of recoiled back. I mean, right. they're still... Uh, but I even hate yeah. the Avalanche largely because they left Canada. <laughs> oh, hold on. We, right. got a, we got a phone call here. call in? All right. Um, I'm going to try to... i got to figure out how to put this on speaker. All right, Lewis Cannon uh, just called in, interrupting what we're doing here. Uh, uh, speak for me. Oh, hello. Hey, Baka, what's going on? I was, uh, I was just calling to interrupt for whatever you were doing. <laughs> Which is what you always want to do. Can you hear him okay, bud? Yeah. Uh, All right. Not under the ghetto bird, but... Uh, yeah, we got a helicopter lawyer. flying overhead here right now, so your timing's perfect. Exciting. Uh, they, uh, they're looking for the illegal bar. The area, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Speak exactly. Easy. That's what you got going on here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, say hello to Bud. Hello, Bud. Hey, How how's it you? going? What's... I'm doing well. I, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, the first thing I thought about when I was going to call in was, does he have any kind of other story about him? What did you have to take a dump in, like a can or something? Pringles can. That was a that was, was a life hack story? we had. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, no, all nothing. Nothing quite. Fine. Yeah. That's probably my best life hack I have right there. Pringles can. <laughs> yep. Nothing will top it. Nope. Probably not. But uh, okay, cool. Am I am I listening to the? I, you guys are outside, obviously, with the theme of the show, not inside your garage, right? Yeah, no, we're actually just outside the garage. <laughs> we're at the bar, um, okay. and actually, there'll be a video of this. Uh, Buds have been kind enough to shoot the home th- whole thing, so Still we'll have rolling. a YouTube sh- video of it too. Oh, cool. Did you have? Do you have multiple? Are you a multiple camera? Guy yeah, we got a, we got a multimedia, like mul- multi-camera setup. Yeah, we got a A camera and a B camera. We're kind of sitting out in the yard, and then well, supposed to be looking back at that, huh? Hey, buddy. Oh, I've looked back every now and then, yeah, but I uh, have not. Uh, yeah, so you can you can kind of get a good sense of the space here, I think. So I'm guessing that Baco is the B camera. You got the A, right? <laughs> well, actually, that, it's left or right or stage left and stage right. The way it's set oh, up. So I just I, I figure it was lower quality. Go ahead. Yeah, we that, saved that would have been the right move. You're right. The yeah. older the older camera is aimed at Baco. You're correct. <laughs> That's I figured. It's uh, what 240. Uh, yeah, I got the 4K aimed right at my face, close up. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, I always used to do that with treble too. So nice. I will add the uh, you know the official camera setup for SIP TV is just a couple of GoPros. Yeah. Uh, for That's all you video geeks out there, some people like to overindulge on tech and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I see a need for that sometimes, and I too I have some nicer equipment, but I've kept it real fresh and just uh, 
uh, kind of gritty with these GoPros and I love it because it's just so simple and I don't overthink it and I don't have to get bogged down with my perfect shots and I just kind of let the cameras roll. So that's what we're doing here today. Yeah, that's cool though, those home setups though. Like uh, in general, like you watch these, these things on YouTube, like unboxing videos or whatever for products. You know, it's just like a, a guarantee that's exactly what they have. Like three or four of those together and they just add them together and done. Right. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Sometimes you can psych yourself out if you have too much gear. Like, "Ah, I don't (laughs) want to do that. I got to get all that stuff out. But it's like, "Ah, I can just whip these two things up real quick and do my thing and be done with it. So that's my theory behind my whole guitar setup. Uh Yeah. So I I don't know if I'm being uh, some trick about to be pulled on me, but I just want to know: is is I just want to confirm: is Baco caressing a cold mountain blue? Yeah, we got currently. Yeah, we got Coors Light cans are kind of strewn about all over the place here. We got a cooler nice. on the patio, and we got a fridge inside the bar, and then the bar is kind of littered with a few empties right now at this point. Okay. I was thinking about uh, mixing up a tequila <laughs> old fashioned here pretty soon. Oh yeah. I could walk oh, our oh, listeners oh, through it. Did you just say a tequila old fashioned? Tequila old fashioned. That's I'm really into those right now. Explain what that is. I mean, I know. Oh, well, I, uh, I'm going to actually. Uh, he. That's actually going to be part of the episode, so you will get to hear it. Oh, I do want to hear it because I'm. I'm. My go-to. If it's not beer, if it's liquor, it's always tequila. But there's, there's only so much you can really do with tequila. Like, no, you know drink I mean? like, it. Whiskey is vomit it up. Vodka. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you yeah, just need some. Like that, te- but you want. You know. I can't wait for the recipe. I'm guessing it has a cherry, it has some bitters, it has some other stuff. I, 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 just, I can't conceive tequila going well with that. It's got four yes. things. It's got tequila, it's got agave uh, for sweet, and then it's got two different kinds of bitters, uh, the, oh. the normal and then the orange bitters, yeah. shaken. Uh, I do really want to cut it off because that's a big segment that... Uh, uh, okay, okay, the, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. Hey, it, we're, hey, we're just talking here, man. Yeah. This is how it happens at the garage bar. Well, I've, I, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna tune in just for that. That's a calling card. Put it out <laughs> in the world. This man makes a tequila old fashioned. Never heard of it. <laughs> Brace yourself. It's also called uh, a Tijuana hand job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It is now. <laughs> I, I just want to see you order that at, at Rocket Pod. <laughs> okay, that's gonna happen now. Okay, I just want to see what the bartender says. He's just going to sigh and be like, I can't wait till these rockers fucking get out of here. LC, thanks a lot for uh, for checking in. Uh, I did, this way it wasn't suspenseful like I did with the whole grunge thing. Let's just get you in here right away. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, any last words for Bud? No, man. I just uh, I can't wait for the uh, drink recipe reveal. Very excited. You won't be disappointed. So Come. Let's get back to it. Coming up shortly. Hey, you have a good night and say uh, uh, say hello to the, the skin dogs for me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this is the summer. The sun's out. Mike's out. It's, it's all about just being outside. And, and, and in Minnesota, that's a big deal to me. I, I don't know. Narrow There's, window of time to do that. Well, there is that. But what are three things that Bud Berge needs to have fun in the summertime? 
three things, huh? Mine, uh, just, just, you know? Yeah. Babes, years. bitches, and booze. Oh, man. I don't, mine's not that witty, I guess. So I was thinking <laughs> That more. was wit? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually yeah. trying to look stupid there. Uh, no. You know, no, yeah, no, seriously, like, what, yeah, what are, like, three ingredients for you? Like, you know, I'm going to have a good time outside tonight, you know, whatever, I, milling around the yard. What I'd, do you want? I'd say uh, at least two that I know for sure are a grill and my rollerblades. Those are two... Those are two key uh, summertime, you know, a little bit beyond summertime, fall, stuff like that. But uh, those are two prime ingredients right there. I think the third, uh, you know, probably got to find water at some point. Mm. Get in, get into water somehow, somewhere, uh, or, on, or right, on, on water, a boat, you know, a cabin, something like that. So I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of my three, my three mains right there. I think the, the two big ones for me are literally beer and music. Yeah. Um, then, then you throw in. There's so many other things. It's like if I had to pick three, the third one would be like, uh, like almost like that uh, wheel on um, uh, yeah. the Price is Right. You know, it's like, all right, today I get hanging out with friends. Today I get, like you said, going for like a swim or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah nothing better than you know hitting a water park and getting hammered. Walking like that. <laughs> uh, the only that son of a bitch. He's my boy. Oh man, um, yeah, because like you, you touched on it, but summer in Minnesota, it's like it's a little, it's actually I think underrated. I honestly do think I know the humidity gets talked about a little bit, but I went to Texas for my sister's wedding in 2013, and her son, she lives in Arizona, but their family, she had family in Texas for the wedding. Um, her oldest son, so this kid's like 15, says, "How July 13th July 3rd we landed so on July 3rd he asked how cold was it in Minnesota when you left I'm like hey shithead it was two degrees warmer than it is here it's not right. fucking it's not frozen. permanently yeah. yeah it's like two months of the year that are just really god awful cold <laughs> don't get me wrong but yeah and there's something about uh, the energy just with everybody I mean uh Everyone comes out with this kind of excitement to enjoy it, and everyone's right. positive. Right, like, and, fir- like in, in yeah. early May, the first like fifty-five degree day, yeah. you'll see some asshole with a convertible top down. <laughs> <laughs> they just but, but people nope. here are ready. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you ever own a convertible? No. Kind of a stupid car in Minnesota. <laughs> I have a, I have a. Well, yeah, I don't have a convertible. I have a truck. <laughs> I could sit. I could sit in the bed. Oh, nice. You could drive me around. That's more southern Minnesota, though. Yeah, maybe. Oh man. Well, I, are you like a, a summer concert guy at all? Uh, you know, I like a good concert. I miss concerts. I miss live music. Um, but I, I don't have any staples that I look forward to, okay. like for you know annual summer. It is my favorite way to view yeah. music. I don't really don't care. I mean, I want to enjoy the music, obviously, but yep. you know, just being outside and and you know, like uh, under the stars, if if it's if, or just, have any know. good ones coming up? Yeah, yeah, right. Ah, not this year. I think no. uh, we're kind of light. I do have Rammstein still on the the book. At uh, did you go to the Rammstein still? Rammstein still last. <laughs> No, that was Hechtel, I think. I know he did. Yeah. I didn't know if you, nope. you threw in because like Shags and I bought that. Ghost was the last one I went to with you, I think. No, no, we went to the Glorious Suns. Oh then. yeah, Glorious Suns. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, you were at Ghost uh, before people knew who Ghost yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, standing behind the pillar. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we we saw them very early. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right. Well, what about like when you're gallivanting around the garage bar here or the yard? Is music uh, a key component? Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a, 
a musical identity per se. I enjoy a lot of stuff. There's probably things I don't get into, which is, you know, I don't get too deep into country music. Um, I appreciate some of the classicness of it, but, uh, and then, I don't know, I kind of, nothing's really off the board for me. Right now you have one of the oldest radios that I think I've seen in a long time. I, I, what about like music in general? Do you, do you stream music? Are you like current as far as Spotify, anything uh, like that? Yeah, you know, I, I actually enjoy the internet and all the, all the um, I enjoy hearing my friends' music and, and maybe like things I wouldn't have otherwise known. I like, I like kind of going out and finding my own thing. Um, so I enjoy, I love like Spotify and uh, all those places that people post their projects on. I yeah. don't know. I, I get lost in those sometimes in a good way. And um, I think it's really cool that there's, it's just, it's so abundant. You know, it's like we grew up in a time where you were served X amount of genres and X amount of hit songs kind of. And now it's just everywhere and you can't, you can't keep track of all the people making stuff. And I'm not saying that makes it good or bad, but um, I do like just the, I don't know, creative energy behind it all. Right on. Um, you you kind of touched on it a little bit that you don't really have a musical identity. I mean, I've always known you as a Rush fan, but also as an True. Oasis and a Blur fan, which are not very Rush-like. Yeah, not um, at all. Even, even um, like the, the Gorillas, which kind of ties into the Blur, but still a much different kind of music. But uh, is there, like, like, for me, you know, almost any season, there's certain records I gravitate for, fall, summer, spring. Um, are there summer jams that you look for, like, you know, that just... Maybe not necessarily that, like, oh, it's summertime, time to play this, but, but like, when it comes on, these songs, these, this record makes me think of summer. Uh, no one in particular. I know I've kind of, I don't know, you, yeah, your musical taste kind of changes as you get older. Um, I find myself... Not mine. <laughs> not yours? No. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine has, I guess. Still kiss. Uh, kiss rules. Yeah, I kind of... I, no, you know, I, I know what you're saying. To yeah. be honest, I'm, I'm kind of getting more into... I don't want anyone to get pissed, but... Mine like, actually only I, gets bigger. I'm Yeah, I, bigger is a good way to say it. You don't you don't necessarily sh- get rid of stuff. You just accumulate more. But um, I really, as a as kind of a, a doodler, an artist, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff, I really enjoy ambient music because it doesn't distract me from uh, my other creative uh, projects I'm working on. Mm. So... I know it's not for everybody, probably not the popular choice, but uh, I think ambient music is a big umbrella. I think it can be calm to hyper to exciting. Like, uh, I think I just kind of come to appreciate the moods it can kind of evoke, yeah. too. And uh, I listen to a lot of soundtracks to movies. Um, oh, nice. Especially, I've been really getting into a lot of 70s and early 80s soundtracks, like uh, with a lot of synth and, um, you know, for example, like a John Carpenter film or something like that. Just so good at, uh, at oh, establishing mood and, and kind of timing and two pacing. two things, right? Like a soundtrack is like uh, songs and a... Uh, like a score. More and, like a score. Yeah, like a, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, that's what I'm getting at. And I think I'm into film and video, and so... so I was going to say, like, you ever check out the Judgment Night soundtrack? Dude, it's like Slayer and... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and, not, uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant. More, more of a mu- musical score, and I guess... Uh, that feeds into my creative juices, making a lot of, of videos and films and, and stuff and leaning into those for kind of like moods right, and storytelling and stuff like very that. Very much into your, your creative entities. Yeah. Think, so. so that's where I, you know, but I, I love just throwing on, you know, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, you're like the grill. classic rock to me is almost ambient noise. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it is. It, you're it, no longer it, listening to it. You know, it, well, yeah. I, I've just heard so much of it so much yeah, that so it familiar. actually kind of turns into this kind of like 
Yep. It's almost the perfect work music. Yep. Like, I'm doing stuff I don't need to pay attention. There's just going to be this sound going on that helps me kind of, you know, keeps the, the, the juice flowing to my brain. But. I will go, if you want me to plug somebody in specifically, mm. I will say uh, I'm really into this guy. He's Canadian. I think he's, I don't know if he's still putting out new stuff, but he was, he's he, Canadian. he was in the 2000s. Uh, his name is Pilot Priest, and he... Um, he recontextualized a lot of these old 70s and 80s musical scores. Yeah. In his own, he's, he did them in his own, he's covering them in his own way. It's just really bizarre. It's really layered and it's really good. And so Pilot Priest would probably be maybe one of my unsung heroes that I'd like to, if I could call out, uh, that's someone I'd like to call oh, out. I've never heard of it, so I have to check it out. Yeah. And by the way, um, uh, if he's listening, Wally Gator, I would like to mention that because um, I've always uh, Wally Gator is a friend, uh, fellow podcaster in in Canada, and uh, he, him and I have had a lot of conversations. Like I'm, almost, he jokes around. Sometimes I think he accepts me as a uh, honorary Canadian. And sometimes he thinks I'm just a jerk who makes fun of Canadians like he does drummers. Uh, but, yeah, you would be, like, the one guy, like, I would say, like, you're uh, an, an upper level. Like, you should be more of the honorary representative of Minnesota. You're, you're the Canadian. I'm the Canadian wannabe here. Yeah, if we had, a, if we had to appoint someone <laughs> for uh, Canadian relations, maybe, I'd, I'd probably get appointed before you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll do one. There you go. Hey, sorry. Thanks. This is all going to stand. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, after I got a Coors Light. Uh, um, well, you know what? Um, one of the things we've you been talking Yeah, I, I dream about Canada. I daydream about it. I, it's probably not what it, it is in my head. I mean, I've been there a few times. But, uh, you know, there's something about the North Shore and beyond. Yeah. It's like that great what's beyond it uh that's kind of plays into the sip tv stuff too it's just kind of um oh you're know, touching that a lot on fun there to, man, fun, yeah. to, fun to daydream about what happens up there in canada um <laughs> but it, i love a lot of a lot, a lot of canadian things and uh influence. canada is think, the drummer of the world's band yeah i think uh, minnesota <laughs> shares a lot of um you know cultural uh, at least in the you know middle section of canada a lot of uh, identities with them and uh yeah to me, it's almost I'm, steered I'm into the Canada. skid, though, of the Minnesota stereotype. Like, the yeah. way the rest of the world sees us, fine, fuck it. We might as well be goddamn Canada. Yeah, so. it, that's true. No, yeah. we're different. No, well, I guess, yeah, don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've been doing kind of like our favorite backyard grill recipes and stuff like that. But you had an idea that I thought was uh, very interesting. We're going to do something a little different today. Uh, so I'm not going to share anything. Um, it's going to be all you. It's going to be uh, – and, and so, like, for people listening, I don't know if we mentioned it. We are videoing this. The And so there will be a YouTube video that you can uh, – as a companion that you can watch uh, at the same time. But you have a drink recipe. First of all, tell us what the drink is. Okay, so this is a tequila old-fashioned, and so uh, I'm really into these lately. I've re-embraced tequila. I, I was a, you know, I've all, still am uh, kind of a bourbon uh, whiskey fella, especially in the winter, a lot of Manhattans, old-fashions, things like that. I think as it gets warmer, uh, you lean into the tequilas, but you don't want to let go of those types of mm-hmm. mixed drinks, yeah. and so this is a good crossover beverage, I like to call it. All right, so now you're going around here. You're gonna, you're actually gonna set up and make it. Yeah, is that all right? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Of course, let's get this out of the camera way here. Oh wait, yeah, can we swing that around so you can still uh, we get to your voice? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I slipped into McGee voice. Yeah, uh, you know nobody can tell. I'm just kidding. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah. Like, Am so I in the way here? I'm going to make one for you. Do you want to try it? or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you have to make me one. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself a pro mixologist, but I, I've got a few that I do really <laughs> well. And so all you need for this is a shaker, um, a good shaker. You don't want one that leaks. That's the most annoying thing in the world. Right. Uh, you get a good shaker. You get it, fill it with a little bit of ice. You get yourself some tequila. I have some, uh, Cazadores, and I get the Reposado. That's the more gold type of tequila. I know, I feel like a lot of people really embrace the silver, but uh, I am getting into the, the gold here, and that's key for this drink. You need a gold tequila. And then uh, there's three more ingredients. There's agave, uh, organic nectar. That's that's the sweet. So if you were you making- be as it, close to the mic as you can. That's the uh, sweet is the agave nectar. That's the takes the place of the um, the sugar in an old fashioned, and then two types of bitters. Uh, I don't know how you say this angostura. That's the kind of your classic that you put in um, Manhattan's and old fashions, and then they also make an orange flavor. So you need both. You need just the the regular aromatic bitters, and you need the orange bitters. All so, right. So those are key details. Key details. So if you got those four, it's pretty simple, really. You just uh, you just do one part tequila to each bev. Hopefully, you like tequila. Not at all. Okay. Well, if you don't like it, you can pour it into mine. <laughs> no, it'll be good. I'm sure. So you got uh, making two drinks. So two, I'm making jokes here, but two shots of but just because they're not funny doesn't mean it's not a joke. <laughs> Somebody's laughing somewhere. <laughs> and then this is where it gets a little tricky. User preference. You take the agave is kind of like a syrup. Looks like maple yeah. syrup. Uh, that's how you get your sweet. I don't generally. Isn't, isn't agave the actual plant, uh, the base of tequila, yeah. right? Yep, exactly. And I will point out for those uh, who Thank are familiar you, with this, you can also do this with mezcal, which I am also into. And that's more of a smoky version of tequila. And they're, they're for re- the myth, if I'm right here, isn't mezcal the thing that actually has the worm? Not tequila? I'm not going to possibly. You may be correct. I'd hit Google on that one. But, okay, uh, fair enough. That's no, I think you're right because it, it, they're both regions, right? And they're similarly made. One's called tequila and one's called uh, mezcal. So uh, mezcal is great because it's got a smokiness undertone to it. And so it helps kind you can of smell like... smell the smoke, actually. <laughs> kind of helps knock down the, um, the sweet. Oh, so, it's your neighbors. Anyways... Uh, this is the user preference part. You, uh, I don't like a ton of sweet, but for two two sips, I per- put a couple squeezes in there. Couple squeezes. Then it's in with the orange bitters, and you just kind of do a little shake to preference. You'll kind of know when you've done enough. And then uh, equal parts. <laughs> okay, know. The other kind. It's not an exact science here. And then you get to the shaking part, and I would recommend shaking this for probably. I shake for probably a good 20 to 30 seconds. Don't just do one or two shakes. Like, get a good one. You want to get a good blend. Yeah, uh, you got to get a blender. You got to get, I think, I don't know if a, well, blender is going to chop the ice up and Mm -hmm. uh, make it more kind of slushy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. This just kind of helps it, uh, you know, roll around the ice cubes and I'll pour it out the strainer and we'll have a pure, pure pour that's uh, foamy and really good. Hopefully, you'll think it's good. But we'll cut the shaking short because it's... By the way, if, if for some reason I don't enjoy this, I would not take my word for it. I'll give you maybe less. Yeah, whatever. 
There you go, Baco. That's right yours, on. buddy. My friend. All right. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Thank you, bud. Ooh, it smells amazing. Oh, that's top five. You like it? Yeah, absolutely. You're not just saying it? Nope. I'm going to finish this bitch. Yeah, you can do good things with tequila. Now, I have to remember that I'm... My, my history with uh, hard alcohol, so I'm going to have to... You know, my, my, my tendency is to drink it like beer. You don't have to drink it. No, yeah. It's a sipper. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. So there's your uh, Bud Bergy official drink. What now? Once again, what was it called? Uh, that is the uh, tequila old-fashioned, but you yeah. also can make a mezcal old-fashioned. Yeah, or as I like to call Same it, way. the Tijuana hand job. Yes. Yep. The Tijuana. So That's like next time you're at uh, the garage bar, mm -hmm. uh, just curl up to the, the, uh, the cement here uh, and... Uh, Say to your bartender, Bud Berge, I'd like a uh, Tijuana hand job, please. He'll know what you're talking about. At least, at least he will going forward. All right. Well, we're at that part of the show, man. Um, I have a little game I like to do. You're familiar with Ted Nugent, right? Yes. I um, know the man. Okay. Are you? It is important that you understand that he's a little bit of an outspoken sort. Uh, hunter. I do understand that. Um, yep. Trumper. Uh, cat scratch fever. Yeah, there you go. All right. Good enough. So we have a... Uh, a game that uh, that I've been doing every episode called Who Said It? Uh, Ted Nugent or and basically I'll read a quote and give you two choices one of them which will be Ted Nugent the other one will be the or and you you, you know you can uh, you tell me who said it so it's a 50-50 shot yep. and so far the, the high score is 8 and actually it was in the second episode someone got 8 which is pretty high other than that the other two people have gotten 5 or other 3 people sorry all right. Well, so, like, I, so if it's or, do you make up the or? or is well, it? no, I'm giving you a quote, and I'm giving you a choice between Ted Nugent or somebody else. Got it. And you have to tell okay. me, you okay. know, okay. like, I get, was, it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So. It doesn't matter who the else is. It's just. Right. It's yeah. It's random who the oh. else is. Bring it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm All game. All right. All right, uh, Bud Berge. Who said this? Ted Nugent or boxing promoter Don King? Ted Nugent or Don King? Everybody I hang with, they've got an alarm clock. They get up, they put their heart and soul into being the very best they can be. They want to be an asset to their families and their neighborhood. They want to be productive members of society. Was that Ted Nugent or boxing promoter Don King? Boy, I like to think that's maybe more profound than it actually is. Uh, therefore, maybe Don King? I'm sorry. That was uh, Ted Nugent. That is yeah. all right. Maybe it was your delivery that threw yeah, me off. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was uh, it made it was delivered. Uh, I don't enunciated properly. I think he actually scrawled it on the on the. Uh, I mean, productive members of society. That the yeah, I should have known. That was kind of a giveaway. Well, you know, I look. I, I put some effort into this. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I. I everyone, I'm I trying. It. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. I shouldn't feel shame, is what you're saying. No. All right. So you you missed the first one here. Okay. All right. So sec the second uh, one we got here was this Ted Nugent or Charles Manson. Ted Nugent or Charles Manson. Boy, this is the second time I've used Charles Manson. By the way, <laughs> peace and love will get you killed. Was that Ted Nugent or Charles Manson? Peace and love will get you killed. Uh, Charles Manson. I'm sorry, that no? was Ted Nugent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that sounds like something a psycho would say. I know, right? Oh, all right. So and next I, up, I'm I have... after a good start here. All right, next up I have... Uh, who said the, the following? Ted Nugent or Bronson Pinchot? Ted Nugent or... Uh, was, was he Belky? Bronson. Oh, from uh, Perfect Strangers? Yeah, there we go. Bronson Pinchot. Uh, we'll just call him Belky. Ted Nugent or Belky. 
By the way, not the character Belky, the actor. Yeah, because I, I do throw a fictional I character. Can't believe in. you know his real name, but that's well, impressive. Yeah, I, I just I should clarify that because there may be fictional characters involved. Got it. And when I say the fictional character, I'm speaking of that character. All right. Yep. So Ted Nugent or Bronson Pinchot? I would have gone to V. If I would have gone to Vietnam, I I'd have been killed. Ted Nugent or Bronson Pinchot? The obvious seems to be Bronson Pinchot, but I feel like I keep getting it wrong, so uh, I'm going to stick with it. All right. Uh, it's Ted Nugent, you get your over three. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> he admitted he would have been killed, and I thought he was like a little Terminator type Yeah, guy. And, and that, that might have been me taking advantage of you not probably having the background history of Ted Nugent. He's a draft dodger. He literally has a story where he talked uh, about shit in his pants. And is he Canadian? No, no, he did this so he didn't have to go to can- run to Canada. Uh, okay. He had two choices: flee to Canada, or uh, he he didn't bathe and for like uh, a month leading up to his like like little meeting. Yep, because he got a, he got drafted, but he uh, ended up uh, getting out of it. So. Wow! All right, because he sh- he pooped himself and showed up with poop in his his pants. Yeah, um, loves the troops, Ted Nugent. By the way. Um, Ted Nugent, or who said the following? Ted Nugent or Gene Simmons? Now, to me, this is going to be one of the difficult ones, but at this point, who knows? You're over three. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that you like to see a man in the kitchen, but I'm skeptical of men who cook. Was that Ted Nugent or Gene Simmons? Oh, man. See, now's the time I could say Ted Nugent because I haven't said him for the first three questions. <laughs> and then... I'd be wrong because it'd be Gene Simmons. That's a that's a good theory. Yeah, I'd... I'm gonna say Gene Simmons. Yes, that is your first one correct. That is Gene Simmons. Uh, oh. He is skeptical of men Feels like myself good. who actually know how to cook. I was feeling really bad there for yeah, me. Yeah, the reason he's skeptical is because his mom basically wiped his ass for the first 38 years of his life. Ah, got Did it. everything for him. Um, all right, who said the following, Ted Nugent or uh, musician Bruce Springsteen? Are you familiar with Bruce Springsteen? Have you heard of him? Yes, I know the, okay. the boss. The boss. So who said this, Ted Nugent or the boss? There is a real patriotism underneath the best of my music. Ted Nugent or Bruce Springsteen? Boy, I always thought uh, Bruce, the boss was kind of being sarcastic with his patriotism. I never knew what to think of that. Uh, that's what I'd like to think. Uh, I feel like Nugent is more sincere, so he would want to. One term, huh? Or he thinks he is, or he's I know showing that yes, he yes, is. Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's, it's actually, this one's yeah. a hard one. I think. Boy, well, by the way, just... you're doing this great because people who listen, the little not answering immediately, yeah, they get to go. Oh, I think it's this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to pick. Uh, real, can you say it one more time? Yeah, there is real. I'm sorry. There is a real patriotism underneath the best of my music. I'm gonna go the boss. You're correct. Now you yeah. got two, two in a row. You're on See, a high I, street. I th- it, little side thing about the boss. I think he he is tongue in cheek on the surface, but then he there's like layers there. Mm-hmm. He way down. He kind of is. He is. Yeah. Well, like a song like uh, Born in the USA, right. um, which is probably the most obvious example of, of yep. what he's talking about. 
you know, if you broke down, the, first of all, misinterpreted because yep. people people hear just the Born in the yep, USA that's part. All they, yep. But some people who break the lyrics down consider him kind of a traitor. Right. When in his mind, he's like, I'm actually doing this in defense of the people that are getting fucked over by the country right. that sent them to war. Yeah. Why are you not feeling that same way? And and whether you agree with me or not, that is the yep. message he's saying. So. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of that was a good that was a good one. I'm impressed with that one right. by you. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right on. <laughs> that was a challenge. Hey. That, was a hey. tr- that was a true challenge. That deserves a toast there. Cheers. Oh my god, that is delicious. I'm creeping back. That's good stuff. All right, yeah. So two out of three now. You got two points. You don't have a shot at the record, but you can you can you can beat. Yeah, I can. Save face a little bit, maybe. All right. Or fall on my face. Next up, who said the following? Ted Nugent or um, the late Kobe Bryant, uh, basketball player for the LA, LA Lakers, Kobe Bryant. I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same la- We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. Was that Ted Nugent or Kobe Bryant? Uh, well, I know Bryant's probably, uh, you know, a workhorse, good work ethic. I could see him maybe saying that, but Nugent's kind of a, everyone else is lazy. I'm not, so I feel like I could go either way. The delivery and the way it's kind of the grammar put together. Hmm. Sounds more like a Kobe Bryant statement to me. Oh, my Lord, you're on a hot streak. You went over three out of the Three for three cents, so... See, I'm thinking this through now. I'm not just reacting. <laughs> uh, the good news is, is that there is a softball coming. Okay. Yeah. So you, you and it feels good to justify my rationale, so you just don't think I'm an idiot for getting no, all well, right on. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. With I, I would hope that like I am tricking people. That makes me feel good. Uh. All right. Who's up the following? Ted Nugent or uh, Playboy founder Hugh Hefner? Uh, Ted Nugent or Hugh Hefner? Do you want to feel good or do you want to do good? Was that Ted Nugent or Hugh Hefner? Do you want to feel good or do you want to do good? I'm going to say Ted Nugent. Oh, my Lord, you were just rolling. That's four in a row. Come back. <laughs> Come back, baby. <laughs> All right, this one, um, I think I might get you on this one. Let's see here. All right, who said the following? Ted Nugent or um, noted pedophile Jerry Sandusky? Ted, do you, are you familiar with Jerry Sandusky? I'm just going to say Sandusky before you even say the thing. <laughs> but go ahead. You might want to hear the quote. <laughs> Ted Nugent or Jerry Sandusky? Uh, I have... I'm so much fun. Every... <laughs> uh, I'm so much fun. Every kid wishes I was their grandpa. Ted Nugent or Jerry Sandusky? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just impressed you dug up Jerry Sandusky. That would have, uh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the man talk, but uh, knowing what I know now, I don't feel like Nugent would be admitting to being a grandpa in a proud way, really. Mm, really? Mm. Was this supposed to be the softball? Because I'm kind of perplexed. No. Okay. Softball's the last one. Oh. Uh, the softball, you'll know. I'm going Sandusky. All right. Um, no, that was Ted Nugent. I'm uh. sorry. <laughs> All right, we got two left. You've got four right. So you got two more chances to get six, which will put you firmly in second place overall. Wow. All right. Well, not fir- Well, you would, you would be second yeah. place. 
Um, all right. So Ted Nugent or former President Donald Trump? Oof. So, yeah. I think we, yeah. Jeez. Like Ted Nugent or Donald Trump? Every every hateful statement made about me is a dirty lie. Was that Ted Nugent or former President Donald Trump? Every statement about me is a dirty lie. I could see Trump saying that in the heat of the moment, but it's not really a... Boy, I wish listeners could tell me what to say right now. Mm, you want to... You wanna, Can uh, I get a hint? A soft hint? Um, hmm, let's see here. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Trust your gut. I'm going to say Trump. No, that was Ted no, Nugent. Damn it. Well, the best you can do is die for a second. Yeah, it'll be like a, a little log jam there. Um, who said the following? Ted Nugent or Beavis and Butthead? And it, it, here's the quote. You ready? Yep. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I'm assuming Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if Ted Nugent ever did that. Possibly, but yeah, that's Beavis and Butthead. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That's actually no, not too bad. Was that Beavis or Butthead? Which one uh, was it? Was both of them together. Uh, I, did, okay. I did my best. Yeah. Uh, to, it was kind to of kinda... a conglomerate. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a good yeah, it's a good quiz. That's challenging. I felt very challenged sharing that. I couldn't believe the guy that got eight. Yeah. It was wow. Like, wow. It was like <laughs> uh, it was it was comedian Don Jameson. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh so is he a, that's who got the eight? Yeah. Is he a local guy? And by the way, he's ch- no, he's like a like a national. He was okay. on a VH one show called That Metal Show. Uh that, oh. But yeah, he's actually contesting. You know, I mean, as a joke, but he contested one of them. He's like, I think Ted also said that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, check him out. That sounds sounds. But cool. Yeah. So they're, they're, you know what? Uh, f- for a future guest, although the, they might all be recorded by the time this episode comes out, uh, just remember, there's because like there was one that I did uh, on the very first one, and one guy, even after I set him up again, I was like, Are you sure you want to say that? And I asked him again, and he, I don't know, he was drinking. You know, we were all on my back patio. It was who said the following Ted or Jason Voorhees? And I just said, It just says stabbing noises. <laughs> and he's like, You know, I think that's Ted Nugent. Does, does Voorhees even have an audible grunt? That's what I'm getting like, at. I, like, I, I'm, well, I'm thinking about it. I wonder if he does. Hmm. Does he ever let out he, a, anything? Not ever? even in um, the, the remake where they made him a little more mobile. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't talk or anything. He might go, mm, Man, I could use another. Friday the 13th. I hope one comes oh, out at yeah, some point. Oh, yeah, me too, actually. It's just such a good hurt. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, thank you very much for uh, inviting me into your garage bar. Um, you know, and I've been in your backyard before, but not since you built the garage. So this is, uh, you know, that's also probably crapping on the whole idea that we've been good friends for a long time. It's like, oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I visit more often? Some holes uh, in your theory. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody our age knows <laughs> why that happens. <laughs> yeah, we used to actually, like, we went to a lot of movies maybe, together for Maybe a long we time. got into too much trouble together and we had to cool it. Yeah, it could be. Uh, <laughs> is that why you stopped turning my coat? No, I'm just, Oh, man. But no, this is great. Uh, this is actually a lot of fun. Um, uh, welcome to Suns Out Mike's Out for Real. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this is, uh, this is pretty pimp, man. I think I... Uh, there's room for a cot there. I could just kind of yeah. I always you know. thought you could have like a like a hayloft like door up there oh, and then sleep nice. on the you know like a hammock up in the yeah exactly. Oh, great for the back. 
I will point out again, uh, Sip TV is my YouTube channel, so you can find that there. And then also, I do have my own Bud Burge uh, YouTube channel where I do things like how I built this garage bar. And uh, I don't know, some random animation stuff, some travel videos, some creative things that might uh, give you some inspiration. So. And if you want to see some very early on claymation that you did. Oh, yeah. Uh, check, check out Chrysler. <laughs> check yep. out the Jesus Chrysler Airborne mm-hmm. video. Um, Classic. Yeah. So the, the, the monkey in lifting uh, body slamming Andre the yeah. Giant for no reason. Almost pre-internet. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Yeah. We, there are no high-def high def copies of that. <laughs> pretty sure that was in some pretty low-res uh, frame rate there. but Yeah. And then you shot that one. What was the other one? Um Oh, I know Jesus. You shot that too on oh, the yeah. top of Impressive yeah. Prince. Oh, so. that was a good one. I, like, yeah. I forgot about that one. Back of the truck. Yeah. On top of the rooftop. Yeah. 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 Do you remember like what? Pre GoPro? Yeah. That was pretty. Imp- that yeah. Was you a were good actually on a tripod right Jesus, in the back of the pickup it? with us. Yeah. What yeah. was happening with that? Yeah. You remember what a stick in the mud uh, our, our bass player was at the time? Oh, yeah. He's like just yep. pouting. Like if you watch him, every time he does anything solo, look at his face. I've never what? been so excited to help someone with a project and then receive such a like downer negative response yeah, as to like why are we here? I think, uh, Shags and I were like, just focus on us. You know what? I love doing stuff that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just uh, wrote the epitaph for my tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I put that on mine. I'm I'm game. I've spent a lot of time doing things that no one cares about. All right. Well, I think it's time to uh, let's play a little music. What do you think? Let's see if we can't uh, uh, irritate some people with how bad we can butcher a, yeah, a song Yeah, I'm, ter- I'm terrible. No musical talent in me. But, all right. Well, but then, I've got spirit, so remember that. So that's, you're perfect. That's what we need here. All so. right. You all set there, Bud Burger? I'm all set. Let's all do right, it. All right. Let's rock this out, bitch. I don't feel as if I knew you. Take up all my time. Days are long and the nights will throw you away. Because the sun don't shine. Nobody ever mentions the weather Make or break your day Nobody ever seems to remember Life is a game we play We live in the shadows And we have the chance to throw it away And it's never gonna be the same Cause the years are falling by like the rain And it's never gonna be the same Life I knew comes to my house and says hello. Sun's out, Mike's out. I think we got it. I think I think we did. I, my my ram my beat was all over the place, but I think you nailed it. Oh, what I, I, I just ignored it. <laughs> all right, bud. I think uh, you fucking nailed it, man. We are rock stars. Uh, hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having us over, and uh, I'm glad to have you part of Sun's Out, Mike's out, man. Yeah, and if you Season want, one. If you want Baco and Bud to come uh, serenade any of your parties, uh, <laughs> we're available. So yeah. probably, you know. Not for as, free. As long as you're checked. Pretty cheap, though. Check for $69 clears. Your ace is with us.
Where's your bathroom? So, through the kit, just walk straight through the kitchen and go downstairs. Okay. And you'll find um, it. Um, your wife will learn. I think she's gone at this point. Okay. Just don't want to freak anybody out. Yep. Out here by myself, hanging out without Baco. This is where you could find me saying something that he thinks I don't know he's listening to, but I'm not going to do it. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar... You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 